Welcome back, everyone, to a much-awaited episode of... The Fika Brunch and Business Podcast. We back. We back. And you might have noticed a slightly different setting today. Mm. Uh, we've had some custom artwork made <laughs> specifically for this project. Yeah. Um, tell the fans where we are. We are. Well, not exactly where we are. Well, no, of course not. not I, I wouldn't want you getting stalked, Evo. No. We are um, in Evo's flat in London. And we thought... Big moves. We would just record it because we're here. We have all the equipment here and we keep... Stuff keeps coming up that then takes over the podcasting time. Yeah. So we're recording it it's now. Also, it's also difficult because we usually record it in Fika Stanford. Yeah. And it's difficult because we're obviously... There's a very limited time period in which we can yeah. record. Yeah. And it doesn't really align with both of our schedules. Exactly. So this lovely lady over here is going to be our little sidekick. For the next couple of episodes. <laughs> Tell the fans what we're doing for these next couple of episodes. So for these a little next couple of episodes, um, we're going to conduct it as an interview in which we are going to interview each other as if we don't know each other. Yeah. And uh, we're going to find out a lot more about Tia. We're going to find out a lot more about me. And, that's and if you don't be. care about us, then sign off now. I just skip through. <laughs> just right to the end where we do an update. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, there will be no updates today. But yeah, yeah. Do we so, have anything to update on? I mean, we've got plenty of stuff going on. Yeah. Plenty of stuff going on. That'll be the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk, well, we might touch on it. Yeah. We'll see how the conversation goes. Yeah. Um, and a quick disclaimer, we are quite close to a train track. So, I forgot mm. what it was called then. A, to a train track. So, you might get some sus sounds, but just roll with it, guys. Some train just, noises. Yeah. Just roll with it. It's all good. Okay, should we get straight into it? Let's go. I'm, okay. I'm going first. It's my go. I'm a bit uh, nervous in I've the hot got, seat. I've got a whole bunch of questions. I've been just dying to find out about you. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to start with... So we recently... You might have seen it, the fans. Um, we recently released a video on where, where we talked about each other's strengths. Mm-hmm. And just off the back of that, I wanted to know what is the one thing that wasn't necessarily a strength of yours before, but that you've had to learn to be good at in order to be good at your role in Fika? It's a good question. I'm also very bad on the spot. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good thing, me not knowing these questions. I'm going to say I maybe had a little bit of this before Fika, but I think I have a lot more of it now. Mm. So it's a, a bit of a cheats answer, but I do think it's my role... And the way our business has grown has, like, I quite easily could have lost the skill mm-hmm. along the way if I didn't need it. And I would say that is my adaptability. Okay. And my ability to, like, mould to any situation. Yeah. Um, because there have been many times at FICA where we've been caught lacking in some area or other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've always been able to plug a hole here, there, everywhere, wherever mm-hmm. necessary. So back in the day when we lost our baker, Babes taught herself how to bake. Also, like, just to say, we didn't, she we, didn't die. She, <laughs> yeah. she, no, when I say lost our baker, well. yeah, um, when it was just during COVID, I think, and yeah. we just didn't have enough and she was self-employed. So unfortunately, um, we... We didn't, like, have to let her go. Anyways, whatever. Um, <laughs> Bottom line is, she's alive and well. Yes, alive and kicking. Um, and <laughs> I had to just make this so weird. 
And I um, stepped in, taught myself how to bake. Yeah. Did all that. And then kind of built the foundation foundation of that from that. Mm. Same thing with like chefs when we've been caught lacking on the chef front. So yeah, I would say that that skill has been one that has served me well. And one yeah. that I have definitely had to like play on to keep things moving. It's a very important skill to have, I think, for any entrepreneur. Mm. Entrepreneur. Well. <laughs> yeah, because the the nature of entrepreneurship is mm. that you're constantly having to learn to do the next thing and learn how to adapt to certain situations. Mm. It's very different from getting a job where you're hired to do a specific something. It's yeah. very different. I think it also changes. So as hopefully if all things go well uh, and our company grows, we're probably going to have to eventually step out of that where, yeah. we're, having, where we're having to but learn it will, to do this. It will to have to be, we're going to have to learn something on a bigger scale. Yeah. A, yeah. So it's the constant molding and shaping yeah. and like basically molding yourself to fit the situation of whatever the business requires mm. to keep it running smoothly. Yeah. On the front facing Adaptability. side. That's a good answer. Good, good answer and very important skill to well, have. I started well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Correct. So we'll give you a, an eight out of 10 for that answer. No, I'm joking. We're not rating it. Um, and then just off the back of that, I wanted to know if there was any qualities that you look for in people that you're going to do business with. So this could be a particular supplier that you're looking at. It could be a business, not that we have any business partners, mm. but it could be, it could be if you're looking for a business partner in some way, or if you're, or even an employees or someone who to bring to manage a certain team, mm. like, is there any qualities that you look for in the people that you want to work with? I'm going to give a really hippie answer. <laughs> I am a little bit of a hippie at heart. I feel like I hold a little bit of that in here. So it's not really like a straight answer, but I think someone, for me to work with someone, it depends on what scale it is. Like if it's just a supplier, mm-hmm. I'm not as bothered about like who they are as a person or what. Of course, like if they're a nice person, then bonus points. But if yeah. they're just supplying like our fruit and veg and they're the best fruit and veg supplier in the area, I'm not going to be you like... just look for the quality of the product. Yeah. But if it's someone who I have to work quite closely with or someone who represents my brand or... Do you know what I mean? Like someone yeah. who's a bit more closely linked to what I'm doing. I would say, I think people give off an aura. <laughs> and I feel like people that think like me will understand what that means. Do you understand what that means? I do understand what that means. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you walk into a room and you meet someone and they're just like a drain. Like yeah. they're just like an energy sapper. Yeah. And then you'll meet someone else and they're just like, a ray of sunshine and light and like they're like an energy giver yeah so i think people have to be like energy givers and have to have like a nice like a warm aura Mm. about them and not be really cold and standoffish and um yeah i don't know if that's that's not a very like business answer it's not but i would say okay from a business perspective but i do think it's important because i think like no but i mean this is it's partly why we work together because mm. you're a lot more pragmatic than yeah. that. And I'm a lot more like, um, I feel like I can read people's say like body language and mm. like cues and stuff quite well. Yeah. And you're a lot more like 
black and white yeah. probably than that. It is. I do also get the energy thing though, because the yeah. energy thing is 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 because sometimes you walk into a room and you're like, this person on paper seems great. Yeah. And then you meet them, you're like, there's not something off not about quite right. Yeah. About them. And then we're also not referring to anyone. In no, particular. we're not. We're not right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure like people have come across in their yeah. lives where they're and like, I think oh, everyone can relate to yeah. that, like feeling someone's energy to some level whether you're a hippie and believe in auras or not yeah i do think it's it and i think in business it serves it's an important thing yeah to be able to read someone's energy and body language and stuff like that i think that's what separates you can i think you can be very analytical and mm. and end up doing very well in in business but the i think what separates someone who's a great business person mm. from someone who's just good enough is the ability to understand that energy is a thing and reading people yeah um and going off of as you say like the cues and picking up things and that are happening in the room that not everyone else picks up on yeah so yeah i'd say again i think it's in that book um that you were reading i've not read it yet but i have listened to i don't know that i read books (laughs) or just pretending to read (laughs) (laughs) um i listened to stephen's interview of him um, Steve, we're on first it's... name basis. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not Steve. Mr. Bartlett. <laughs> um, <laughs> his name's, I think it's Robert Green, who wrote the four. Oh, yeah. Is it the 48 Laws of Power? Of power? Yeah. yeah. And I think that plays into that. Because a lot of yeah. business is about reading. Is it good, people. that book? It, it... I don't know, I've not read it. <laughs> you have, you took it on holiday. Oh, I? No, I think someone someone gave it to me as a present, and I think I got through like a couple of chapters. Um, but yeah, I just I can't I can't you do can't reading. Read. I can't I can't do reading anymore. Uh, the, the podcast was quite good. It so is, is, interesting. is the podcast? So the podcast is about the book. Uh, it it's about into, like, him. The yeah, of... um, yeah. It's more about the author, really. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it is good. Give it a listen. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. So reading the room, energy, aura. Yeah how people come across that's yeah. that's what you look for in in someone yeah has there ever been a time because i can definitely think of situations in in my life where you think someone's great to start with and they've got all this energy yeah in there and they come across great but then they actually turn out to not be so good or to not be so well-intentioned mm. does that ever caught you out in that scenario or is it is it is your is your ability to read the room so good i would say it has caught me out but not recently i do think i'm very i I think i pick up on stuff i'm quite hyper aware of people or maybe almost too hyper aware Mm. that i feel like if i even get the slightest edge about someone where i'm like "Mm, don't know about this person like even the tiniest thing then I will choose not to like work with them or be around them. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So everyone who's at Fika, you're all top lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say so. But I do think my that like intuition has got better mm-hmm. over time. Don't know. Discuss. <laughs> don't know whether yeah, you would agree. I mean it is patterns in the end, isn't it? Yeah. Because you Yeah, you exactly. You might have been caught out in a situation like that before and then you can see those patterns Mm. now and you're like, ah, this is similar to that situation. Exactly. You learn. Nice. Changing topic slightly. I want to know, what was your childhood dream? What did you want to be (laughs) as a child? (laughs) I've got such a good answer to this. (laughs) Do you? I don't know if you're going to remember this. 
I had big aspirations as a child. I wanted to be, you ready? A tram driver. <laughs> do you remember? I do remember. Yeah, I do remember. Actually, no, this is an interview, so I can't. I know none of these answers, yeah. but yeah, no, I do remember. So I'm going to give some context here. So we um, spent some, well, we're Bulgarian, to those of you who don't know. Um, and we lived there for a couple of years. When we lived there, trams are a big mode of public transport in Bulgaria, yeah. in the capital, especially where we lived. And um, I just used to like, trams are just great. I love them. They are cool. <laughs> they are cool. And I'd get on a tram and all the tram drivers would be like old fat males. And I'd be like, I'm going to be the most glamorous, cool tram dram driver ever. <laughs> and I just had visions of me having this really long hair. <laughs> Whipping round in your trash. <laughs> yes. And um, our uncle had a cross trainer. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I used to practice my trash. Yeah, that's reunited some memories. Yeah, I used to pretend I was... Driving a tram on the cross yeah. trainer. Because you don't drive a, a tram with a steering wheel, do you? <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't actually look into it. <laughs> Wait, but I thought I thought it was the cross trainer, because this is what you're doing, that's how you drive a tram, no? I, I don't think it. I thought that too. <laughs> oh, you're just like, tram, gal cross trainer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll show her. Oh, I'm crying. Get on the cross trainer, a few laps around the park, and then you're uh, <laughs> ready for tram driving school. Yeah, so there we go. So I would say my ambition has grown somewhat <laughs> since I no longer want to be a tram driver in Bulgaria. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just thought... There's still time, cool. though, if ever, if ever... Yeah, if you ever catch me being a tram driver, you'll know. <laughs> it doesn't work out with Fika. There's always, there's always time to be a tram, tram driver. Tram. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want a more serious answer to that, but I, I, whenever anyone asked me what I wanted to be as a child, I'm always like, tram driver. I do remember this. Do remember oh, this. sorry everyone, I'm just, that is <laughs> really cracked me out. Tram drivers. Shout out to all the tram drivers. Shout in out. Area. Doing a great job. <laughs> um, I want to know what is your biggest fear when it comes to decision making? It's a big question, this. It's a big question. And I ask this because I think someone asked it to me the other day. And I... Maybe I'm naive, I don't know. But I don't think there's anything specifically in business that scares me that much. Mm. And I want to know if there's something that scares you. Do you... Do you wake up and you're... Or like when you've got to make some big business decision, is there Mm. something that's in the back of your mind that you're like, maybe this could go wrong? Yeah, I would say so, but it's not something I struggle with, like, debilitatingly. Mm. Like, it's not, I wouldn't say the fear of it, sometimes it is, but most of the time I wouldn't say it's enough to deter me from doing it. Yeah. So, I would say my biggest fear is, like, fumbling the bag. (laughs) 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 But I'll I'll expand on that. Um, Doing something and not doing it very well. Yeah. And not pulling it off, mm-hmm. I would say. And like the, and maybe this is wrong to say because you shouldn't really care what everyone else thinks. But like the shame around it, mm-hmm. I guess, 
of people being like, oh, did you see? Did you see what happened did there? Did you see what happened there? Did, did, they overstretched it and it didn't work out and look at them now. I yeah. think that that is like quite scary to me. Yeah. And I would say that even carries, I've noticed with you that it it's not just about the, the big picture, even like smaller things. Mm. You'll quite often be like, well, I, I don't, don't want to do this particular thing because like, what if we don't pull it off? Yeah. Or whatever. So Yeah. I'm a lot more cautious probably than you. It's a reputation thing, I guess. Yeah. And I also think I, again, something I think I'm getting better at, but I can talk myself out of doing scary things mm. because because of like a comfort zone thing. Like I'm quite used to being comfortable mm-hmm. and being uncomfortable is very like unusual to me. So I don't love it. Yeah. And I have to like distinguish between whether I'm choosing not to do something because it's the right decision not to do it or whether I'm choosing not to do it because it might not work. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the reputation and the shame thing around it. Yeah. And which is that when is, the risk is, there is a worth situation taking. when that's happened when when you've thought, oh, I don't want to do this thing. And then didn't do it and then figured out, oh, I should have done this thing and I only didn't do it because it was too big a risk or whatever. Has there been a situation like that? Not that I can think of. I can't really think of. Not not that I can think of, like, especially in business, but I also think that that's where us working together, like, comes into play because I think you're the opposite. So if I'm like, if I can talk myself out of doing something, you'll be like, no, we're doing it. Yeah. So I feel like you would just drag me along (laughs) whether I wanted to go or not. Yeah. Kind of thing. With like any big business decisions, I can't think of anything. Anything else was like, if it has happened, it's kind of just been a learning experience. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, not that I can think of currently. No. Or nothing that's worth talking about, really. No. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't really think of anything specifically. Mm. I mean, but yeah, I think, I think it's a good point that I would say generally, I've probably got a slightly higher tolerance for risk, but Mm. I also do worry about the reputation thing. Like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to do anything that I, I guess like garners us a, a reputation of like oh did you see oh, yeah they messed up here yeah but in a way also I understand people are always gonna yeah always gonna say that in some way and you're and you're never gonna get it right a hundred percent of the way. time no and and if you do then you're probably not taking enough risks yeah or big enough risks yeah yeah and yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it will happen like we've definitely had oh okay I can think mm, no no that's a different different answer I was going to say I can think of something but it wasn't this was more just me fumbling the bag <laughs> or something um, yeah I think I'm sure we will have at some point something that we think mm-hmm. or either shouldn't have done that or should have done that and we didn't because we were scared but yeah you live and you learn you live and you learn you can't live best. your life with regrets yeah and you move forward right has being a director of a business changed your understanding of the world in any way? If you think to Tia back in 2018, 2019, yeah. and Tia now, yeah. how has her understanding of the world changed since taking on good this, question. this business? I would say it definitely, like 100%, so mm. much. How I think now is so different to how I used to think then. I think being... 
in an employee and employer, even mm. like at that base level, um, having experienced both sides, yeah, it gives you a much more rounded view of stuff. And it also, like you can, when, say like when people act up, you yeah. can put yourself in their shoes, but you can also think, oh, I used to think like this. But yeah. it's, then you can come at it from like, I now realize why it's not like that. Mm-hmm. I think you see a lot more of like, uh, yeah, just a whole perspective rather yeah. than just one side of the coin. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it definitely has changed my views on certain things. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to get really political because <laughs> this is not the podcast for yeah, it. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's changed my views. And it. I think the biggest thing is that it's just given me a whole... Um, a, a better holistic perspective. View. Yeah, holistic. That is the word I'm looking for. I was like, yeah, whole worldly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other word? Otherworldly. <laughs> yeah, holistic is exactly the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It's given me a lot more of a holistic view. And it's made me sympathize with a lot of businesses that, pro- like before, if I was just an employee, I probably would have just been like, fuck those guys. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, I get it. Like, yeah. The struggle's real. The struggle is real. Yeah. I think the, the employer, employee, employer dynamic is very interesting because there's so many people that I'll hear, and you've heard it, and I'm sure all the fans have heard it, that will complain about their boss. Yeah. Oh, my boss is so-and-so, my boss is a dick because he did this. And before, I would listen to that and be like, yeah, that does sound like a dick. Yeah. And then now, when my friends talk about their bosses and what their boss did and whatever... Like, I kind of see their side yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And you can put yourself in their shoes because you can you can think, like, almost if that was me, would yeah. I have reacted in the same way? And you're like, yeah, probably. Which, I don't know who's right and who's wrong in this situation, but... Yeah. At the end of the day, I think, I think being a director and being... I mean, a director is a weird way to put it, but being, like, in our position, mm-hmm. there's a lot of risk... And there's a lot of responsibility on our shoulders, like 24 seven, that's mm. just there. Whether we're, whatever we're doing, it's just there. It's a baseline level. It's a baseline risky. level of, which I don't think a lot of people often see or think about. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, if, if it all comes crashing down, it all comes crashing down on us. Yeah. Not on anyone else. You're the last line of defense. Yeah, exactly. As a business owner. Exactly. And you always have that in the back of your mind, I think. Yeah. Like that doesn't. There, there is an. You element. can't really switch off from. No. And like, in, not at all being like, oh, woe is me, because <laughs> I also would never. I wouldn't choose it to have no, it any other way, and you wouldn't either. Nope. But it's not like when we go on holiday. It's not like we can go on holiday and just like turn our phones off yeah. and like not look at our emails for a week. Like, there's always a level of presence you have to have mm. and foot in the door which yeah i mean i i don't mind it you don't mind it it's mm. part of part and parcel of the job but yeah there's and there's it's the unseen element i think i think so and and specifically for me for me an example is like if you go out and have a few drinks mm. before that was just like nothing to me now if i go out and have too much to drink I feel slightly guilty because, especially the next day, if I don't wake up on time the next yeah. day, I'm 
there could be something that goes wrong that day yeah. that I don't have the capability to do. with. That you're not in the capacity. I'm mental. hungover. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. So I think about that a lot more. Yeah. Like, before it was just like, oh, I'm hungover. I'll sleep until 11. Yeah. Maybe. But now... You always e- have to even, be switched even, on to some extent. Yeah. E- even if I... Even if, I'm, if it's nothing to do with drinking, if I have a day where I sleep in too much, and it does happen, it's not like... It, never happens but if I have a day where I sleep in too much I'll already feel guilty for Mm. that day because I'm like even if nothing goes wrong I can't fully relax and just like have a have a day in bed yeah but in in a way it's kind of a good thing because it encourages it encourages me I'll I'll tell I'll tell a story so I've had some back problems since like for like the last 10 years and if I don't do I was telling you this the other day if I don't do certain exercises to keep my back strong and keep those problems at bay, they'll start to come back. Or yeah. if I spend too much time sitting down. Mm-hmm. In general, if I have some bad habits in my life, my back problems tend to tend to come back. Mm. And the only way to to keep them at bay is to like kind of keep myself strong and keep and, and keep disciplined and keep consistent. And I think it's the same I think yeah. it's the same with this. You're you're always on, but you you kind of learn to not enjoy that but you learn to kind of you learn to tolerate that, that le- tolerate low that. level of like constant Always stress something going on like in the it, not stresses in a in a stressful way but there's there is just like it's like a low level hum yeah there's always something that could go wrong yeah there's always somewhere that you might have to be quickly and yeah. there's always something you might have to deal with quickly quickly yeah and it's not yeah it's not a bad thing no not at all yeah and it's not it's also not for everyone mm-hmm. and I can, I mean, there are definitely days where I'm like, I would actually just rather be employed by someone. <laughs> but those days are like massively outweighed, outweighed yeah. by what I see as the net positive of my role. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I do think going into, we're going slightly off topic here, but going into the, the positives of what we do, I was thinking about this the other day. Actually, today I was thinking about this. Is There's, there's very few jobs where you are mostly living on your own terms even with most businesses yeah most businesses will be funded by someone or they might have an investor or they yeah. might have someone that they're accountable to in, in some yeah. way and we're quite lucky because we have literally zero of that we don't have yeah. any, any bosses any investors all by us. any all, yeah. <laughs> Rags, rags to riches. So. <laughs> rags to slightly nicer rags. <laughs> rags to tea towels. <laughs> but it is a very good position to be in because yeah. you get to do a lot of things on, on your terms. Yeah. Um, the freedom is... and the... Yeah, the freedom to make your own decisions and like carve your own pathway mm. is big. Big. Yeah. And I was actually having this conversation with... Again, slightly going off topic here, but I was having this conversation with someone... Um, earlier and they were saying how they were just around of uh, around a load of um really wealthy individuals over the weekend but they're all deeply unhappy and this really? person has has freedom and they do their own thing and they can make their own decision on what to do next and they're not super wealthy but mm. they're very happy and content and that freedom um that comes with that is like priceless compared to mm-hmm. the wealth that someone else might have yeah yeah if you think about like people 
like some music artists, for mm. example. If they're signed on to some company, they need to do X amount of shows, yeah. they need to do X amount of songs, they need to be in the recording studio, yeah. they need to... And they might, they might love that. But yeah, I guess freedom is, if we decided to tomorrow that we would stop growing and we just live our lives and or that we could shut something down or yeah. whatever, whatever we decide to do tomorrow, it's quite nice to have that freedom to know that you can make the decisions. Yeah. Whereas even some people that are very, very wealthy might not have, might yeah. not have that freedom. So yeah, yeah freedom is freedom's good to have. Freedom is key. Freedom is key. <laughs> freedom over, over money, always. Um, and I feel like we've touched on this slightly already but has your job changed how you view your downtime oh yes yes definitely so I used to feel I used to oh this is a very nuanced question I'll, I'll go slightly deep into it for context but I won't go like full extent of deep yeah. I think I've just realized that males and females play very different roles in business. And I don't want any feminists like coming for males me. Males and females as well. Men and women. <laughs> <laughs> girls the, the and boys. Male species and the female species. <laughs> gals and, guys and gals. Yeah. Uh, play very different roles in business. Mm-hmm. And there are. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to start a debate on this <laughs> because really angry mobs no, your way. because I, I we were having this conversation the other day. There are some like female CEOs who absolutely smash it mm-hmm. and do like a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I'm big hats off to them and keep going. And I'm not, this answer is not to say like they shouldn't do that. Yeah. Because I think if any, anyone can have it in them and if they want it enough, go get it. But I think innately, or at least in my experience, um, like for me personally, I'm a lot more, like I would be not suited to the CEO role for Fika. Mm. That's a very big thing. Anyone who, who knows, knows. But Evo's CEO and I'm creative director. <laughs> um, so I'm quite happy to admit that now. Whereas I think back in the day, I used to want to be like boss bitch and like make sure I can do it. Back in the day, it wasn't that long. Back in the day, six weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I think I used to want to just be like always hustle, 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 like toxic hustle culture. (laughs) Just throwing in all the flash words. Boss babe. No, um, no, and I also don't really like. I'm not, you know me. I don't like labels. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I used to be like. If I want, if I want to make it, I need to be on seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. I used to feel really guilty about having any time off, and recently, I think I've taken that a lot more. Like I've become a lot more committed to my me time. Mm-hmm. Um, like going anywhere without my work phone before was just not an option. It was just like never happened. If I was going out socializing, I always brought my phone with me. Recently, if I'm going somewhere in the evening, like it's not coming with me or it's coming with me, but it'll stay in my bag yeah. and I won't look at it for a few hours. And then I'll check it like at the end of the night when I get home or, but I don't, I don't have this like constant anxiety about like what might be going on. Cause I'm like, whatever it is, the world is not going to end. Mm-hmm. There is also the um, question of like, we have a lot more systems and people in place now mm-hmm. um, and we have like a great team and everything kind of you know we have people to deal with every problem it's just like the bigger problems that we need to deal with yeah um 
But yeah, I've, I've just learned. And like my, if I go to the gym now, I'm like that one hour is like my one hour. Sacred. It is sacred and I'm not, I'm, I don't go on my phone. I don't look at my phone, like either of my like personal or work phone. I just go to the gym and do my workout mm-hmm. and it's like my time. Um, yeah. And I think I don't feel, I don't, I've like tried to remove the guilt about time off and I'm just actually enjoy it yeah. now, which has been quite nice. I do. I think that will always be there a bit because of what we were talking about. Like there's always the potential that, you have to be somewhere or you have to deal with something. But yeah, a downtime, a lot more sacred now and a lot more, I'm a lot more respectful of it. Mm-hmm. And also I think it makes me a better person, which I, I, is what I've realized, like why I've realized it's so important to me. Because if mm-hmm. I just spend the whole week, seven days working and like get up, go straight to work, start working, like start reading my emails. If I just do that, and nothing outside of that for myself. Mm. I'll just be miserable and like horrible to be around. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'll come out in your discussions with people. Yeah, like exactly. And I'll just start to hate my job. Whereas I would say as my like respect for my free time and my downtime and my like personal recharge time has gone up. So is my love for my job. Nice. I love it. I can't fault it. And I bet there hasn't been a situation yet where you thought, oh, I wish I'd taken my work phone there or where something has really crumbled to bits because you didn't yeah. have your work phone. Or there's definitely, well, not to like a big extent, there's definitely been times where I've checked it where I've been like, oh shit, it's kicking off. <laughs> I, I better get to work. <laughs> and I'm like, that message was sent three hours ago. Yeah. I need to, but it's never, again, I think I'd, I just try and keep stuff in perspective now a bit better as well, because I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm not saying what we do isn't important, but we're not doctors saving people's lives. Like, yeah. And even doctors need their time off as well. Yeah. And and it will make them better doctors. This is, this is what I'm arguing. Yeah. Free time for the people, for the masses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was I saying? Yeah. I I think it's, um, it's just a matter of perspective and yeah. Yeah. There has been times where I've thought, Okay, yeah, I probably should have should have been a bit more on it then. But at the same time, you don't know when a lot of these things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And th- there's been times where at like 5am, my phone starts popping off. Who at 5am is doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I just happen to be like on it and ready to go because there's that intuition. <laughs> like, I know. You can sense it. Yeah, or we've had like a long run of chaos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, you just learn to pick and choose your moments with it yeah nice good answer downtime is important yeah do you have much of it because i feel like i've said my female role yeah i also think for um yeah i I didn't really tie that in with the men and women male and female (laughs) (laughs) that was just to get the crowds (laughs) (laughs) just to get the viewings up (laughs) no i um I think, because I was saying, like, I used to want to do this, like, hustle, 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 and always, like, who can work harder out of us two? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not, like, a quantifiable thing. And no. also, I'm quite happy you making, like, a bigger decision than me now, because I'm like, that's what you are good at. That's your strength and my weakness. Hmm. 
and it's not it might be a harder or a bigger job for me to do but it's not for you because it's what you're good at yeah whereas like the jobs that to me might seem easier just because I'm better at them and to you would be like you wouldn't know where to start see this is this is such an important point because like you were saying if you had to make a decision about <clears throat> x or something that you're not good at mm. which to me might just be a case of like walk in the park I know what to do yeah to me that is like social media Instagram design all of those things fall in that cat as in the opposite way, yeah like, fall in that category if you yeah. ask me to make an Instagram post I'm gonna think about it for four hours <laughs> I'm going to try and do something. I'm going to take the picture. It's not going to be a good picture. It's not going to be good lighting. I'm going to put it up. I'm not going to understand what to do with the captions, with all of this. Whereas to you, that's just like second nature. Yeah. And then if I spent eight hours to do that, does that mean, and you only, and you did it in uh, 30 seconds. Yeah. Does that mean I've worked more than you Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly my point. I think it's just, and maybe, maybe the male female thing isn't the correct, maybe it's more of just a personality thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just my experience that I'm like on that side of the spectrum as a female and you're on the other side as a male. But, um, yeah, I think it's just like learning to play to your strengths and not comparing it to like, if you're making a decision about like whether we should take an investor on, for example, mm-hmm. um, that's not, that doesn't then mean that a decision that I've made, which is maybe not as impactful as that, but it doesn't like negate that mm-hmm. or it doesn't make that a smaller decision. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if I've explained that very well. Probably not, but I mean, to me, it makes sense. Yeah. Fans will just have to let us know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's not about, competing against each other about who can do the most work it's about playing to each other's strengths understanding that we have different roles to play and both trying to do as best as possible in our yeah in our in our roles ultimately that's that's best for the company as well because the company needs both yes and if we're competing on all of them (laughs) and none of them are actually getting done yeah which is basically what we used to do yeah and it just we did so we're we're about to pop off guys (laughs) (laughs) guys <laughs> yeah we are about to pop off now that we've Stay sorted tuned. our shit out <laughs> nice um but you need to answer about di- downtime downtime yeah i my downtime and the way i view downtime has has changed a lot so before this i would say my lack of interest in a lot of things has increased <laughs> There's a lot of things that I used to be interested in. Say, say traveling. Mm. I used to be all about like, oh, I want to go traveling. I want to do this and that. Zero interest in that mm. currently. Mm. Currently, zero. Yeah. Um, maybe in certain contexts, but the idea of like packing a suitcase and going and staying in some random hostel, some random place, just doesn't doesn't yeah. excite me like it used to. And I'd say the same with a lot of other things and activities. I used to be a salsa dancer. <laughs> not a very good one um, but the idea I thought oh maybe I'll get into that again when I come to London but again like just doesn't doesn't mm. interest me that much I would say I'm very specific with what I do now as downtime mm. and and the, also specifically the the, um, the people that I want to spend my downtime yeah with. that's a big point spending around these snakes 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Someone's really upset Evo today. <laughs> Who was it? Oh, no. Who was it? Oh, no. I don't know. No. It's, yeah, I don't know. Things like just going out and having random drinks. Or I used to really enjoy going out for dinner. Don't even enjoy that anymore. <laughs> I've just become miserable on all fronts. <laughs> You're very well done. You really are a CEO now. <laughs> and, uh, and an inspiration to many. <laughs> Being more miserable. Yeah. No, there's... I don't. I don't want to sound miserable because I'm not. And when I say I don't, I don't even want to go for dinner anymore. I'm. There's. There's certain things that I think bring a lot of value to my life, and I'm trying to optimize my life in a way that I do more and more of those things as mm. possible. And something like going for dinner, while it would have excited me before, I've been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't excite Different me as much priorities anymore. now. Now I'm more interested in signed up to high rocks getting doing all these fitness things yeah i'm more interested in like okay let me just make myself a a meal at home and enjoy it yeah and then that actually makes the going out for dinner because there was a time when we were going out for dinner left right and center (laughs) yeah because we had to do research cafe stuff um but yeah you do eventually it becomes one of those things yeah it Mm. does um but now that i've kind of cut down on that a bit i enjoy it more when i do yeah and I do end up doing that. So yeah, downtime downtime for me is not really not really something that I think about that much. I would say the past um, few months, I've probably had more downtime than I would like. Mm. And that's just the nature of the stage that we're in at the minute. I've had this move down to London. Mm. I'm kind of waiting for things to, to, to kick off here. Yeah. Um, so I, I much rather would have I would have much rather been been busier. Um, but I think once that once that kicks off, I can't see myself um, wanting or needing a lot of downtime. Again, things that, that you mentioned, like going to the gym. I do need certain things outside of work, but they yeah. still tie into the things that yeah. that I value in life. And yeah, yeah. So everything is kind of optimized to, to make that. you a better person. Yeah. To make you a better hopefully leader, or maybe more more miserable. More miserable. Yeah. Even more miserable. We'll see which, <laughs> we'll see which one of the two it is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's me on downtime. And then, um, final question I've got for you Whoa. is, what excites you most about what you do? And are there any upcoming projects that you're particularly mm. excited about? Okay. No, there's not. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> um, what excites me most? I think the thing I find most exciting about what we do is, like, the limitlessness of it. Yeah. That I'm like, we can take this as far as we want or we could stop now. And I quite like that because mm-hmm. I feel like naturally there will come a point where we go, okay, we're done now. Mm-hmm. But it's quite nice to not know where that point is. Yeah. Like, will that point be on cafe number four? Will it be, I don't know, when we've done world domination? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> will it be after that? Who knows? <laughs> Will it be when I run for president? Who knows? Oh, Don't know oh, what oh, country. Oh, what country? <laughs> <Bulgaria>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> the first tram driving president <laughs> <laughs> of Bulgaria. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that like not knowing, not knowing where we're going to end up, but knowing that we can basically choose to an extent where we take it and where we go in the future yeah and then upcoming projects 
I'd say the most, the most like imminent one and the one that's like a little bit of a like baby for me is the bakery. Mm. Yeah. The bakery. It's going live and direct. It's being announced to the fans Coming to a cafe this maybe. week on the uh, channel. Is it? Yeah. So uh, by the time this is out, you'll know all about that. But yeah. Wow. So we're opening a bakery, proper commercial bakery. And I'm just excited to like start experimenting basically. And I'd love to get to a stage where the cafes are like, they're just supplied only by our bakery and we don't use any other bread or any other from anyone else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's quite fun. Like yeah. figuring out the processes of that. And everything. Quite a nice big goal to have yeah. as well. Yeah. And also considering what we were talking about at the start of this podcast, which is you only really got into the baking. Yeah. Almost by accident, not yeah. by, not by accident, but by necessity, by lack of choice, by lack of choice, yeah. and then now it's it's kind of turned to, into this whole big thing. And we yeah. had, I think, you always kind of knew how to make a cake and a brownie and yeah. all of this stuff, but then it's it's come along since then, and buns and pastries and yeah. all of this kind of stuff that we. And originally, I remember we were trying to find someone to supply all that stuff. Yeah. Was, there was just no one. There was just no one. We'd do it. So, so. I was like, I'll go and learn how to make them. And we yeah. will make, we will sell pastry if it kills me. And we do sell pastry. <laughs> and we do, do sell the best pastry. And I don't oh, yeah. make it anymore, so I can't take the credit for it. Yeah. But it all starts somewhere. And yeah, yeah now we're opening our full own commercial. Full, full scale. Commercial full scale bakery. commercial bakery. It's a big move. Big move. Nice. <laughs> Is that that's my it. interview? That's, that's your interview completed. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, would you say you know me better now? I would, yeah. I've learned a lot about you today. <laughs> um, particularly enjoyed the point about you being a tram driver. I think you'd... Uh, I think <laughs> I enjoyed that point. You would be too. a very good tram driver. I think you'd do a very good job. Um, can't see you going too far astray with those <laughs> trams. I have um, been training a lot on the cross-trainers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those cross-trainer sessions that you did when you were seven. It really helped. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but it's been uh, lovely having you uh, on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, for inviting me down to your humble abode. Yeah, uh, thank you big for this lovely artwork that you've put together um, that you don't know is going to feature in this podcast yeah big if you pop off after this we want it some credit it would be really annoying if big says no that's that's private you can't share that on the podcast that would be really annoying. we'll just black out with yeah. the lines <laughs> yeah you'll never know microsoft paint <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> and on that note yeah lovely having you on thank, thank you for you. this uh interview and we'll see you next time for part two part two bye